the opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. Happy Saturday, everybody. Rise and shine, you're up, that's a good thing. You just listened to a great half hour with Rob and Larry with Brothers on Law. I just love sharing this half hour with you. I am Kristen Holstrom. I am here with my favorite blonde, Samantha McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. And today we have a great show for you. We are going to talk about how to be the best parent you can be while going through a separation and or a divorce. So before we get into that, Kristen, how was your week? Do you have anything exciting to to share with us? It was actually simultaneously grueling and exhilarating. How? Okay, so for number one, I'm turning 40 in a few weeks. I, I totally just aged myself and is... Excited as I am about going on a, a adult-only vacation because I don't think that that's happened in about six years, to be honest, pre-kids for any extended period of time. So I'm most excited about sleep on that vacation. And you're going with... I know. I somehow weaseled a, an invite. I can't wait. <laughs> um, and so we booked that, which I'm super excited about. And I have a lot of people to thank for making that happen, including my family. Uh, but also... I mean, I was able to settle a few cases and with your help as well. And settling a case is not only such a satisfying feeling for me as an attorney, but it's also such a great feeling knowing that I have helped my clients resolve just it, it moving on, not only resolving an, an issue in their divorce case or their case, even if it's just an issue or actually coming to a complete resolution, but it's also allowing them to move on in their life. Right, that's what it's all about. And I was able to settle two this week, and it was long hours and many negotiations and a lot of hours, but I just, it was a really good ending to my week. And let me actually tell you something grueling about Kristen's week. I was eating lunch with her and I looked at her phone and I think she had 500 and something text messages. And Kristen is a very responsive person, if you know her. She's very communicative, but 500 and something messages in what, four hours since you had woken up? It's a lot, right? It is. And so I always tell people, if you get a response from me, you should actually feel special. (laughs) And I am and I am really good about getting back to people. But sometimes the messages and the emails come in faster than I can get back to people. But if you give me 12 hours with the help of my staff and Samantha McBride, you will get a response. I, I guarantee that you're very, very responsive, actually. Sam, what happened during your week this week? So I I think my week was pretty similar to yours in that I was very laser focused on our cases. And so I kind of had my head in the clouds on everything else. And I guess I would say I had kind of a what the F moment. Um, I was walking around and I put my hand in my pocket to look for my keys and I had put an avocado 
in my pocket and it was just smashed everywhere. My cases went fabulous this week. Court went fabulous. Chris, as Kristen said, we settled some stuff, but man, I was in the clouds everywhere else. And, and I would like to point out that between Sam and I, the two of us were in court every single day this week. And that's that's a lot for the two of us. So it was definitely a busy week. Did you have a highlight this week? I did. In court, we, we got an emergency hearing granted and it was absolutely needed and we we're very excited about it. It doesn't always go your way, but with a great team, we, we got it done and very, very happy with the result. Yeah, and the courts are pretty stingy with uh, granting ex partes, which stands for emergency hearing, with, with respect of everything that's going on with the pandemic and just the, the limited capacity that most courts are operating in. They're very stingy with granting those. So that was a big win for the custody queens. Yeah, that was very good. My highlight this week was for the first time since February, I got to take my six-year-old to get a Manny and a Petty. And she just loves for, she lives for these moments with me. And we used to have a tradition of going every month together. And I got home from work on Friday at about six at night and we went together and we rushed over there before they closed at 6.30. And there was a moment where I looked over at her and we started doing this when she was three and she's now six. And I looked over, she has the back massager on. She has her iPad sitting in her lap. She has someone doing her nails. She has someone doing her toes. She's picked out four different colors. She picked out your color too, right? She did, she picked out my colors. And she literally has her head back. She's missing, she's got, you know, missing three teeth now. The good old days. Yeah, and she literally looks at me and with all seriousness and says, Mom, I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> and it was the cutest thing in the world. And her little back is, you know, shaking against the massager because she doesn't have it on the kneading, you know, setting. She, setting. She's got it on the one that's like pounding her back and the lady's having a hard time doing her nails. And I get her gel because I've learned that if I don't get her gel, we don't make it out of the nail salon without messing up her nails. And somehow I'm, you know, I'm getting my nails done and she's finagled getting a flower on her nails and an extra foot massage but the best part was I'm getting my eyebrows waxed and she tells me that she had grabbed money out of my wallet to tip you know her the, the the woman that did her pedicure and I look over and I see out of my corner that she had grabbed a 20 and so she literally grabbed money out of my wallet and she literally handled the tip all She's, by herself she is a rock star and, and it truly was the cutest thing but I just it was a really special moment after working a really long day a long week but I just I really cherish those moments it was it was really nice to get back to a little bit of normalcy with my daughter because I I only have one daughter and that just that hour and a half was really special and if you have meet Kristen's daughter she's so amazing and Kristen and her daughter have such a unique and wonderful connection and it's so awesome to see that it really is yeah it's hard to discipline her because it really is like disciplining myself <laughs> <laughs> look in the mirror <laughs> all right let's get to TMI, TMI. all right I'm gonna go first and what does TMI stand for, Sam? TMI is too much information, which Kristen and I are notorious for giving. Okay. What toy do you wish never existed? And remember, this is PG. <laughs> okay, my first answer's out the window. Um, <laughs> I think Kristen should answer this one because she's got three little ones at home. What toy? So... 
last year Santa brought both of my kids these um, scooters that can drive around and my kids actually drive them around the house but they have this really nice song that almost sounds like you're at a, a carnival playing while and, and my kids drive them around the house because our house is, is fairly good size but it's almost like this carnival song playing over and over and over again and my son rides this it rides this motorcycle literally he gets up before school and he rides it and then he comes home and he rides it and I literally will hide him in the garage I will put him outside and it magically just comes back so I don't know that it has an exact name but they're just motorized it's like a motorcycle that's you know meant for toddlers and I have match a matching set so I'll have to kind of do like my mom when we were little she would just magically give toys away to the neighbors if she was over them I think I'm gonna have to do a clean out and and pull that move this year but I would definitely give that toy away all right so I will pull now and then I think that this one will be a good one for you Sam <laughs> so let me see what it is if you could tell your teenage self one thing what would it be I, I can definitely answer this um, being tall is cool so when I was I think 13, I was six foot, which is not socially acceptable at that age because all of my crushes were significantly shorter than me, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think kind of growing up, that would be the one thing I would tell myself. And it also comes with a lot of advantages. Being tall is very positive. We have a lot more airspace up here. Um, some negatives to being tall though are when you go into a grocery store, everyone is asking you to reach items off the top shelf. So, you know, you, you kind of, you work with it. I envy your height. You don't when you're on an airline and your knees <laughs> are jammed into the seat in front of you because you're just not small size. I, I, that is true, that is true. But I overall, I do envy your height. Yeah, being tall is cool. I agree. And I think if there's one thing that I could tell my te teenage self, one, um, actually there's two things. One, I think I thought I was tired when I was in high school. <laughs> and there is absolutely zero comparison to being tired at 16 versus 39. And two, I would tell my 16-year-old self to be much more kind to my parents. Because now that I have kids, and I think my parents would agree with me, uh, because your parents are doing your best, their best, no matter what. And now that I have kids, I realize that you're never going to make your kids happy all the time, but they're doing their best no matter what. And, that's such a good one. And that's a little side note to all of my, all of our parents that are listeners out there. Your best is good enough. And remember that. It, it, some days are good. Some days are bad. But just remember that your best is good enough. And I had a little bit of kind of a, a, a self-reflection this week where I forgot my daughter's lunch and I left her backpack at my school and I forgot that I had to, uh, she had to, to dress up a, a shoebox for Halloween because they were having some sort of contest at school and I forgot and I didn't get the, the memo through the text messaging system because I had 500 emails in my inbox and I, you know, it was kind of really hard on myself and I had to remember that my best is good enough, and the shoebox was a day late, but you know what? It's okay, because I'm doing an okay job. Yeah, and I think that really brings us into our topic for today. It's hard parenting when you have a complete family unit, 
and then separation happens. So it just kind of adds another layer of potential acrimony or for stress for your kids. So Kristen and I really wanted to make sure that we were talking about the positive things that you can do as co-parents to improve your relationship outside of court. What can you do to help your children who are ultimately going through this? And I think one of the things that you can do um, that's that's really important is understand your children and even the other the other parent what is their love language and it doesn't really have to refer to love as as really being love but what is what is the way that they best communicate how do you best respond to situations yeah so if i look at my spouse he definitely is like his love language is personal affirmation okay mine mine is quality time I think that it want, I, I think my kids are gifts, but I think that most six and three year olds are gifts. But if if I understand how to communicate with each of my kids and my six year old, and I say this all the time, my three year old, they're different. I have to communicate with them differently. But I think if each parent knows how to communicate with their with their the other parent in a way that is effective, that it's going to be more effective long term. Yeah, and work together to figure out what that is. So a perfect example is with your children. If their love language is gifts, that could potentially cause some acrimony between parents, right? You have one parent saying, oh, they're buying our child, etc." So work together to figure out how you kind of positively reinforce raising your children and do it together so that your children understand that I just am not leaning more towards mom because mom gives me gifts versus dad. It's it's more equaled out. That's ultimately what's best for your children is having kind of a, a cohesive unit on both sides of the fence. Absolutely. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Sam, what's your love language? Oh, love in general. Um... My, I think my love language ultimately would be quality time. You know, words of affirmation are great, but I think really my life is so busy and I know that everyone else has a very busy life too. And if you can take the time to set aside some special time for your significant other or somebody that you're interested in, I, I think that that for me makes me tick. I agree. I read something the other day that is so true, and it said that it's not about having the time, it's about making the time. Because if we all look at our calendar every day, I can tell you that I don't have the time. But You don't. I, I really don't. I, I, <laughs> I don't, can tell you that. I don't have the time for a lot. But if it's important to you, you will make the time. Which is just like you going to get your nails done with your daughter. Absolutely. You made the time. You were telling me all week you didn't have time to do it, but Kristen made it work. So let's talk about the five love languages in general. So we talked about quality time, kind of setting aside some time for your significant other or your child. Words of affirmation, you know, words of encouragement, you love somebody or, or what they're doing for you. Affection, physical touch, gifts, hugs. hugs, and lastly, acts of service. So, you know, gardening, making a dinner for somebody at night when they come home after a long day. I know my husband loves that one. <laughs> and I actually do too because if if someone just 
puts the dishes in the dishwasher, to me, that is just picking up something that I don't have to do. And it really truly means a lot. And I, I think just little things like that go a long way in a relationship. And that is, it's true for a co-parenting relationship as well. Like for instance, if the child is going back and forth between houses, little things like washing the child's clothes, putting them in the backpack, and that backpack is packed and ready to go to the other parent, just that simple act right there, it is effective for the co-parenting relationship. Making sure that the child's blankie or laptop or homework is in the backpack and ready to be delivered to the other parent. That is important, that is effective. Right, it's very true. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So what about fairness, Kristen? You know, I was reading a really good book, and I don't get to read a lot. Uh, Actually, to be honest, I have not picked up a book outside of a legal book in two and a half years, and I recently was on a staycation. And I actually took a picture of me reading the book because I had to document it because I'm a big reader. I love it. And I was reading a book called Inside the Robe. And to many people, that sounds like a legal book. Um, And it's actually written by a a retired judge called Catherine Mader. And she is a retired criminal judge based out of uh, downtown LA. And she had an entire chapter written about fairness and what grabbed my attention about this chapter was she was describing herself as a very young attorney working as a public defender and she was saying that she was so new and eager in her career that she was aggressively advocating and defending her client and and the judge had made a ruling and her defense was it is not fair your honor that ruling we hear that a lot that ruling is not fair and she says that she'll never forget the judge's comment to her. And the comment was that the word fair never belongs in a courtroom. And after doing this for 10 years and advocating in family law and working with parents and dealing specifically with family law and and child custody specifically, fairness unequivocally is not a factor that the courts consider when making a child custody order. And the word fairness absolutely does not belong in the court. And it should leave your vocabulary in general. And some of you may be thinking, how does this relate to the five love languages or how to be a good parent? It's relatable because we're talking about cutting out the negative stuff, cutting out the stuff that is not gonna be beneficial to you and screaming fair to the world is not going to get you anywhere. It's not fair, isn't productive. It's not productive in your custody case. It's not productive probably in your personal life. And it's something that we hear all the time. Well, that's not fair. So-and-so has more time than me. That's not fair. That's not the analysis that the courts make in rendering a decision. So when somebody calls Samurai and they, either the court just made an order or they're trying to 
you know, communicate or make a settlement proposal to the other side and they don't believe that the proposal or the order is quote unquote fair to them, my response to them is always, this isn't about what's fair to mom or what's fair to dad. It is about the children feeling loved, safe, and happy. Exactly. That is the purpose of a court order. That is the purpose of a custody agreement. It has nothing to do about what is right or fair for mom and dad. And if mom and dad individually and together can realize that, then you're gonna have some happy kids and it's going to make you a better parent. And we were actually talking to our producer Cam about this a lot and how a really good example of this is a solar system, right? And your children or your your child is the sun and the parents are kind of revolving around that and making sure that 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 is your priority is utmost. No, it's very true. It's very, very, very true. Fairness needs to come out of your vocabulary if you're going through a divorce or separation. And remember, your priority as a parent is to make sure that those kids are loved, safe, and happy. And if those three things are being met, who cares about what's fair? Because those three things are what is most important. Kristen, what about holiday schedules? We hear a lot about what is fair or not fair when it comes to parenting plans or where children are spending their time. So when I first assess a case with respect to a holiday schedule and I'm you know, kind of going through the questions that someone may have for me, the first thing I ask is, what have the parties been doing? Okay, oftentimes the parties have been doing a specific schedule. So it, let me give you an example. Every year the parties have been going to mom's side of the family for Christmas Eve. And then the same year they've been, or every year they go to dad's side of the family for Christmas Day. For mm-hmm. instance, in my family, we celebrate Christmas Eve with my husband's side of the family. And then Christmas Day, we celebrate it with my family. Sure. So if you've been doing that for 10 years, the court is very likely to continue with the status quo, which is what you've been doing and continuing that for the kids. Why would you disrupt something that's been working? Now, in the event that somebody has a huge issue with that and can convince a court that that shouldn't continue, then as a default, oftentimes the court will order the parties to alternate the holidays. So in odd years, mom will get Christmas Eve and dad will get Christmas Eve in in even years and they will alternate the years. Yeah, and I would say, you you know what's fair to your children is that they get to spend quality and special time with both parents. That's what's fair. It doesn't mean that you split every day or you alternate every Christmas Eve per se. You may have something that works better for you, for your family, but the holidays are a special time. And you don't want to spend it arguing over, well, am I going to be at mom's house or am I going to be at dad's house or, or the other parent's house? That, that's not going to create a situation where your children are excited for something like New Year's or Christmas or Fourth of July because they're stressed out about where they're going to be and they know that one parent's going to be mad at them for being at the other's house. 
Yeah, and if, if your family has had a tradition for 10 years, you know, for instance, you go to Big Bear every year for Thanksgiving, and now that tradition is going to be modified because of separation, and you may not be part of that tradition because it's the other side of the family's tradition, you know, don't come into court like a wrecking ball and try to destroy that Miley tradition. Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> and don't try to destroy that tradition simply because it's not fair that you don't have that time. Maybe try to get creative and think of an alternative. Maybe propose that you get the weekend following or the or the weekend before but remember take yourself out of that situation and out of that weekend and try to try to maintain the consistency for your kids don't take that weekend away from your kids and that tradition because it's not fair to you as an adult you know try to look at that from the kids point of view and and really take away the fairness away from that equation Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, Kristen, it's time for us to hear a message from one of our listeners. Oh, you know what? I really love getting these messages. I hear these voicemails, and I know our producers, they they get them to us, and we're getting a lot. And I really encourage everyone listening to this, if you have a question or even an issue that you want more information about, please call us. Please call in the number. Please call us at 1-800-419-7772. Even if you're looking for a consult, assessment, or if you just want us to talk about something, it doesn't even have to be a legal issue. If there's something that you want Sam and I to talk about that's just on a human or personal level, we're happy to do it. So just call in. Hi, Custody Queens. This is Claire from Redlands. I'm calling because I have a two-year-old and my husband and I are getting divorced. He wants me to move out of the house, but I'm a stay-at-home mom and I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. He wants to put our son in full-time daycare. What do I do? Hi, Claire. First and foremost, uh, these questions are great for us to provide some guideline information. I would encourage you to give us a call so that we can give you really specific information regarding your case and where we go with with exactly the timeline and provide some more detailed information. But we do get this question a lot. When people start talking about divorce uh, and they're living in the same home, there is a couple of things that we should talk about right off the bat. Sam, where would we start with that conversation? Well, first, what state are you living in? We're California attorneys, and so our advice is going to be specific to that. But also, we want to explore all the options, and we want to make sure that we are really making the right decision with you or for you for your case. You, as a client, would ultimately make that call. But there's a lot of considerations, and I guess this is an age-old saying that Kristen and I can't say enough. Call an attorney, call us, and let's go through it before you do anything. You don't want to do a bunch of things in your case and then call us. We're there to help you then, but a lot of things can be prevented by going through it before and making a decision and crafting a specific case strategy which supports that decision. And Claire, I would the first thing I would ask or inquire in this situation is whether or not there's domestic violence because I think that plays a huge factor in what your options or the advice that I would give you in this case. And and before I have that information, I don't know that I can go a lot further with respect to that. And additionally, with respect to your two-year-old being in full-time daycare, there's a lot of there's a lot of further questions and more information that I would need. But 
generally the court does prefer that the children or the child remain with a parent if possible. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at CustodyQueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. There are few experiences more difficult than a divorce. Holstrom Block and Park has the experience and insight to help. I'm Dane Holstrom, and my name is on the door, and my team and I are here for you. Call 855-395-5111 for a free phone consultation. Our firm provides comprehensive services in family law. Whether you need help with a child custody case or dividing marital assets, call today at 855-395-5111. All right, so let's just sum up for our listeners exactly what we talked about today and what our listeners can take away from today's episode. So I would say the number one and two takeaway are figure out what your love language is and figure out what works for your family and stop thinking that everything is fair because it's not. I think if you really rework that, you'll have a lot more success and kind of let the resentment go. It's it's supposed to be a positive time, especially coming into the holidays. Yeah, and remember that if you can communicate effectively, that will better every relationship you have, including your children, including the other side, which, which will be valuable in your co-parenting relationship. Stop using the word fair, whether it's in court, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's in your current relationship, your ex-relationship, just get rid of it. If you're using an attorney that ever uses the word fair, whether it's in court, whether it's with you on the phone, you need to fire them and you need to call the custody queens. That's just as simple as it is. Yeah, and you can call us at one 800 That's 1-800-419-7772. You can also check us out online at custodyqueensonair.com. Our Instagram handles are custodyqueenkristen. And at Samantha McBride. And remember, let let love rule. expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.